0: Well, good Monday morning. And if you're watching this, uh, close to the time that I put it out there, this is the day after daylight savings time. So we're all a bit frazzled, are we not? And would like for the clock to go to one place and stay. We are in the middle of a very big discussion, I mean, over 4,000 views in the last week. Part of the Who Told You That series. Now, if you're coming in late, I would really urge you to go back and and look at the other three I think that are out there uh, on maybe four but I think it's just three out there so that you can understand that we're not destroying or attacking other churches we are deconstructing some things but we also want to construct I'll explain whenever somebody comes in and they'll say what you thought the Bible taught here is not what the bible taught it's something that somebody told somebody that told somebody we have to go back and strip it down it's easy to deconstruct to the point where your faith is like dominoes and it starts falling Uh, it just one hits the other well if that's you know not it then what about this and what about that and i I dealt with some of that in the who told you about dancing Uh, because it can really hurt your faith We see, I do want to deconstruct those things that need to be deconstructed, but there also needs to be construction. So if you noticed in the last one, when I talked about all of the things that we have done with the Lord's Supper, that I ended it by saying, I still think that if you do it all those ways to honor Jesus, he accepts it. There are a couple of reasons for that. We're going to really get into that in the next few Mondays. I thought about doing a special message here for you know, for the, the Palm Sunday week and Easter week, but I've decided I'm going to leave that to our worship hour. Uh, you can always find us on YouTube at Our Safe Harbor Church. And you can always find our website that directs you everywhere, which is oursafeharbor.com. All right, let's get into this. We were always told that the Lord's Supper had to be done in a certain way. It was a centerpiece of worship. I've heard that all my life. It's not in scripture at all, but that's what we were told. Once again, this is really just a problem for those of us who are not Catholics because both Roman and Orthodox Catholics say that their tradition and their leaders over the years have the same way to scripture. Um, The rest of us don't say that. And so they may be yawning at this point. We're going to let them yawn for a bit, all right? We love them. Uh, and, and we'll talk about our, what we agree with and what we differ with on them another time, all right? But for those of us who've been told, this is the centerpiece, so get all solemn. In fact, we would even sing a song before, and it would be, it would be sung that the, the song leader would say. We didn't have worship ministers. We had song leaders. And he'd say, um, it's always a he, to get our minds right for the Lord's Supper, let's sing this song. And it would be one of those classic songs. It could be When I Surveyed the Wonders Cross or Night with Ebon Penyon. And I happen to love all of those songs. I'd, I'd love them dearly. But it always was, we have to separate now, and now we have to do this. And it has to be done in a very strict order. In our churches, we generally, since the guys were up anyway, we had the contribution after but they had to say the phrase, separate and apart from the Lord's Supper. is totally different. I don't, well, maybe we'll get there one day. All right, here we go. Is there a strict order? A lot of people get the strict order from 1 Corinthians chapter 11, and we'll go there, but not right now. Is there a strict day? Oh, in my, in my churches and in many, there, there was a boom passage. The passage that you read this, buddy, you can't get away from it and be an honest believer. Acts 20 and verse 7. Acts 20 and verse 7 says this. Upon the first day of the week, when we came together to break bread, Paul spoke to the people because he intended to leave the next day and kept on talking until midnight. Now that's the New International Version. And and I like it. And it there are bits of it that I don't, I don't think they did it. Great job, but I like it, I use it extensively. But if you go back to some of the other versions, I'll actually flip it a a, a bit. Instead of saying, we came together to break bread, you know, it it makes it more upon the first day of the week, when we gathered to break bread. Makes it sound like that's the center of it. It could very well be. We assume they mean the Lord's Supper. There's no real reason to assume that, but let's just give them that, all right? Because breaking bread was a very, very common expression just for meals, fellowship, and friendships. In the first century, you are who you eat with. That's why in Luke, Jesus is always going around eating with people nobody else will. You are who you eat with. So it's a big deal to break bread with somebody. But let's let's call it the Lord's Supper, all right? Now you see this, they came together on the first day of the week to break bread. So if we're going to be like the New Testament church, we have to gather on the first day of the week. We would even say, how many first days of the week? Well, the first day of the week, and every week has a the first day. So if you don't take the Lord's Supper every first day of the week, then you're sinning. Because God could not make this plainer. But every time I read this passage, I I keep waiting for the boom. It's like in the old Marvin the Martian cartoons with Looney Tunes, where he'd set a bomb and then go, well, where's the boom? And Bugs Bunny always outsmarted him. I loved those cartoons. That's it. And, And I know some people think I am Looney Tunes, but that's fair enough too. Where's the boom? There may be a boom. There is no logical reason ever to read Acts 20 and verse seven as to mean every first day of the week and only on Sunday. We also read it as a prescription and as a proscription. First day of the week, only first day of the week. Uh, I can remember the first time I saw somebody taking communion on a Thursday and I was gone. well, that's completely out of line. But then I read the Bible. <laughs> it's just amazing what's in there. And if you really read it, that Acts 20 passage, they didn't didn't break bread on Sunday. They came together on Sunday, but Paul kept preaching. And a guy in the window fell out and died. That disrupted the service, as you might think. So they all ran out and they they prayed. And Paul, through the grace of God, restored this man to life. Uh, There's much rejoicing. Uh, they went upstairs again, verse 11, and broke bread and ate. Except he fell out of the window after midnight. So that's Monday, not Sunday. Now what happens when I bring this up? Oh, the cries of, a of uh, no, no, you have to understand that to the Jewish people, days were counted by sunrise and sunset. So it's still Sunday until the sun rises. And I always smile and say, oh, context matters. Context changes. So their Monday is an hour, It's, it's it's not our Sunday, but it's their Sunday because context, it is striking to me how rarely we pull context out and say, look at that instead, not, we just kind of read it and then apply it like it was written to us it was written for us but it was written to them so we have to glean from them so it wasn't even on a sunday if you want well yo know, context then go to first corinthians 11. and i don't know i didn't really do the math on this but as i was growing up i'd say at least half of the services on sunday half of the sundays the guy would get up and he would read out of 1 Corinthians 11 that, you know, now I'm I'm gonna give to you what I received from the Lord. That on the first day, you know, he was was betrayed, he took bread, I'm stuttering here, sorry. And when he would given thanks, he broke it, and do this in remembrance of me. And people think, oh, Paul is telling us exactly how we have to do the Lord's supper. No, that that wasn't the point to 1 Corinthians 11. The point to 1 Corinthians 11 was, stop mistreating each other. Stop bringing luscious food for you and allowing another member sitting over here to starve because the Lord's Supper was part of a communal family meal, not a bit of grape juice and a little bit of unleavened bread. And the Corinthians were out of line. They were dividing, the rich people ate the rich food, the poor people starved, and they were not caring for each other. So Paul walks them through saying, Jesus says this, we're all together. We're one body, we're one blood. Let there be no divisions among you. In fact, he even tells them, whoever eats the bread or drinks a cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of sinning against the body and blood of Christ. We were always warned that if you're not thinking about Jesus on the cross when you take this, you are eating and drinking damnation unto yourself. That's not what Paul's talking about. What is the body of Christ he's talking about? You, me, we're the body of Christ. I cannot eat my meal and then do a remembrance of Christ if I'm ignoring the starving, hurting, broken people around and I've got stuff I can do to help. They're our body. So we gather our body and we love on our body as a body, we are the body of Christ. Read it again. Not as a, here are the legal requirements for you to take communion, but instead, why we take it and what it means. Well, I've got another quick thing to let you know here. The elements, we fought a lot on the elements, didn't we? Sometimes they'll even say the wine. It's not wine, it's grape juice. And they'll say the bread. And if you're in COVID times and those little one packers, it's styrofoam and a melted Jolly Rancher. It's just horrible. But they'll say it's unleavened bread. Did Jesus mean for us to only use these elements and all other elements were sinful? Did he? Is there magic? Uh, I don't believe in constantiation or transubstantiation. I I don't believe in those things. I, I believe Jesus was making a point. And please, the point of the story, keep the point of the story, the point of the story. Don't get spiritual ADHD and wander around and then claim your territory. The main thing is the main thing. Remember Jesus. How do we do that? We eat with each other. We look at each other in the eyes. We share what we have. Look at Acts chapter two. Whatever we have, we share with the group. And we do it in love. And we do it willingly. That's the main thing. That's the point of the story. Prisoners of war have often taken communion by sharing brackish, muddy water and tiny scraps of bread. Perfect. Perfect. In Uganda, we have a lot of friends in Uganda. And in fact, some of them did a a video for our worship service a couple of weeks ago, where they led us through the Lord's Supper. Now, I never thought to bring it up. So this will be the first time my church hears it too. There was, um, there was not grape juice in the cups. Why? Grape products don't grow in Uganda. They just don't. Told that to a man once, and he goes, well, but no. Um, <clears throat> and he just he was just, going. and then he says, well, then, then we, we should send them uh, raisins where you could boil them and reconstitute grape juice. Trust me, it's done all the time. Um, or we could send them grape juice. And I said, do you hear what you're saying? By the way, they were drinking grape soda. Sometimes it's orange soda, they can get that. But they were remembering Jesus right? Um, I said, do you hear what you're saying? You're saying that in Uganda, the only way these people can be saved and pleasing unto God is if they have wealthy, I guess, white people in other nations, shipping them the requirements to save their soul. How did we get here? I, I think we got here because we lost the point of the story. We didn't keep the main thing, the main thing. It, when I take the Lord's Supper, I almost always love and bread, grape juice. But I don't judge those that take it in another way. I don't think God does. I don't. I, I think it's a beautiful thing the way that Episcopalians, the Anglicans, the Uh, Eastern Orthodox or Roman Catholics, I think it's a beautiful way, the way they take, but it's not what it looked like in scripture. So does that mean that they're unpleasing to the Lord by the way they're taking it? I wouldn't think so. I've read Romans 14. I've also read the Bible, and there's a lot more grace in there than you might think, because the main thing is the main thing. I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. I think most of you do too. Let's remember him at our meals, inviting the others in, and share. Share what we have and talk about Jesus. God bless. I hope you have a blessed week, even sleep deprived.